0: Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panna, the Buy a New Warrior podcast. It is your Warrior Wednesday interview. Uh, now, in today's episode, I'm interviewing a buddy of mine by the name of Nat Amaratana. I met Nat about two years ago, uh, holding a self-defense workshop um, at this really cool personal training facility called the Fitsmith. Um, and in fact, if you look at some of our earlier interviews on this show, about two years ago, I actually interviewed Max, who is the owner of the Fitsmith. And when I met Nat at the, Nat at the Fitsmith about two years ago, he was a kind guy. He, he still is. Um, he's super fit, still is. Um, And Nat and I clicked right away because we're both married and we both have young boys around the same age. Um, And in today's interview, he actually, for the first time ever, goes public about his battle with cancer. Um, And this is a really inspiring interview, guys, and I'm not meaning this lightly, This is probably my most inspiring and powerful interview because right now, so many of us are feeling like we're trapped by our circumstances. So many of us are going through things in this year that seem uncertain, that are scary, that you know we don't know what's coming up next. But Nat is an amazing example of what can be accomplished with the right mindset, the right frame of mind, and the right support system around you. So in today's episode, guys, take some notes because you're going to be inspired. I guarantee it. All right, guys, here's my interview with my buddy, Nat all right brother all right so welcome to the show brother um I just want you to kind of explain who you are just give a little bit of a intro to who you are and uh what you do
1: yeah um thanks Mike um uh, my name is Nat Hamaratana. uh I actually met Mike through um Fitsmith uh have mutual connection uh, Max was the, the gym owner and I was working as a part-time coach there at, at the gym um but who I am uh I mean, I'm kind of your average, you know, uh, Asian-American, right? Um, I uh, am a father a husband. You know, I have a, a four-year-old. Uh, my day job is in banking and finance. And uh, I've been in the industry for, you know, 15 years. Um, and, you know, I had strong interest in, in fitness. So when I met Max, you know, um, through the gym, uh, we just kind of, made a, a good connection right away and he eventually kind of you know had become my my coach and, and mentor um you know uh anything fitness related right so um you know we're, we're, we still talk um you know pretty much on a daily basis um but yeah you know uh, I met mike through through the gym uh you came in and you did a i think a couple of sessions for us for um uh kind of uh self defense right martial arts self defense so and I, I thought that was that was really cool um, and i think uh I think first of all, uh, Mike, I just want to say you know again, thanks for having me, but um you know, I, I really uh i've been kind of following you, you know, on instagram and and things like that um, i i won 't lie I have not listened to every single episode of your podcast uh, series but i uh, I kind of had you know a, a few of them that that um you know, i picked up some some pieces from but uh i i'll say this you know i i admire your hustle man um you know i think i think to me uh that shows a lot about a person you know um i i know myself that fitness um or martial arts even uh is something that that's not easy to, uh, to break through right um and, and become you know and and let's just say make a ton of money in the industry so um you know, i admire the hustle and uh, the passion that you have for martial arts and fitness uh, actually really, really come through, um, you know, in in your Instagram uh, and, and, you know, how you uh, are trying to connect with, with your students and um, you know, your, your followers. So, so props to you, man. You're doing a good thing.
0: Thank you, brother. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you so, so much for that. And uh, you know, for those listening, when I met Nat, everyone at the Fitzsmith over in Irving, Texas, uh, I actually interviewed Max a few episodes ago. If you guys look, uh, maybe from a year or two ago, I actually interviewed Max of the Fitsmith uh, regarding his business. So if you guys want to check out Max and support his business, uh, definitely check it out. Um, you know, um, our old buddy Rico, uh, who uh, connected me with the Fitsmith, uh, raves about you guys. And um, I know that uh, you, you have a story, that um, even beyond just fitness. that I think our listeners here uh, can can really take away from. So why don't you tell me about that um, initial uh, part of the story. I, know, I don't want to root it for the, uh, for the yeah. audience, but let, let's talk about that first. Let's talk about yeah,
1: that of of course, of course. So um, you know, I I was a couple of years uh, actually about just about a year ago. You know, I was 162 pounds. Um, you know, about eight and a half percent body fat. Uh, I was training to compete in you know just a local powerlifting meet, right? Um, and so. Uh, as I was going through that training, I was also um, I had just recently transitioned to a new job um, and you know it was uh, everything was was just kind of starting to take a toll on my body um, the stress level you know uh, physical aspect i wasn 't sleeping well and and um, you know just feel like the energy was never really there and then I started to develop. Um, these like small rashes like on my leg. Right. And these rashes would just be kind of um, eczema-like, you know, you would scratch and then they would just kind of, you know, turn into like little scab, they'd flare up again, but then they would go away, you know, with some cream uh, and and appear in a a different area, but kind of close by. Um, And it had just been like that since, you know, I would probably say like March of um, 2019 and had gone off for a few months and it had progressively gotten worse. Um, And so, you know, I, I ended up uh, going to a doctor and she basically said, Hey, you know, it's just eczema. So, um, you know, just keep an eye on it and here's some cream. Um, And then I was like, all right, it's just not going away, but it would go away and it'd come back in a different place. So, you know, I never really worried about it too much until um, around August of last year is uh, I woke up one day and I was like, man, my, my neck is kind of sore, you know? So I'm sitting in the office um, and I'm like, man, my, neck, my neck's a little sore. I think I might've slept wrong. And I felt on my neck, there was like a small lump. And I was like, oh man, you know, like what the heck is this? Um, you know, just and just like any uh, logical um, uh, human being would do, uh, I went on to WebMD and I said, what the hell is this, you know, swollen little thing on my neck? Um, you know, and it led me down the path of a swollen lymph node. And, you know, uh, I had a joke with a, a couple of coworkers like, oh, man, this job's wearing me out. I'm, You know, I'm, I'm getting like cancer here, right? So, um, yeah, that, that joke turned out to be true. Um, so the lymph node started to uh, kind of gotten a little bit bigger. But as soon as I had noticed that lump, I... I scheduled a doctor appointment right away. Right. So I saw it within a few days. Um, she saw me in the office and she just kind of felt around, you know, the lymph nodes and, and check everything out. And she was like, okay, um, I need to go get a scan. So I'm going to send the order over there. I was like, all right, fine. So I went to get a scan and um, you yeah, know, it was uh, kind of like, I think it was the, I think it was the next day, not the same day when I got the scan the next day. And then, so, you know, it takes a while for, for results to, to come in, but, um, and the whole scan was a different experience, uh, long story short, uh, basically it was a contrast of was injected to my body that didn't go into the veins, So my arm almost fell off, but that's another story for another day. Um, so that day didn't start out too well already. Uh, I got into the office and, you know, just kind of grind through and, you know, come around five, six o'clock. I got a phone call from my doctor, you know, this is my, my primary care physician, Um, She's just basically said, Nat, I got the results. Um, I'm pretty sure it's lymphoma. So I'm going to refer you to an oncologist so you can be in treatment right away. And just those less than 10 seconds of, you know, her saying that sentence out loud, I was, you know, I was at work and I had, had been preparing to travel to San Francisco the next day for a client meeting and I had been just kind of, you know, putting, uh, um, you know, packages together and, 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 materials to bring to the client. So I was really distracted and I was just so focused on my travel the next day, but just within those 10 seconds, I just, it was like getting shot, um, you know, and I, I didn't know what to do. Um, I took her phone calls while standing up. And I just felt like buckling at the knees, right? Um, And, you know, Mike, I'm sure you can relate to this. You know, if if someone would have told you, you know, that you had cancer was the first thing that comes to mind, right? It's going to be your son and and your wife, you know? So so that was my first thought. Uh, I I sat next to a coworker um, who, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're very close. You know, we, we share a lot at work and, and she just saw the look in my face and we had been joking around already about cancer and she was like, now nah, what's going on? So I just told her what the doctor said and she immediately just started crying and um, I didn't know what to do at the time. I just felt really, really numb. Um, so I was like, okay, well, wh- what do I need to do? So I, I called my boss and I was like, hey, It's like, Hey, um, something came up and I can't make the trip tomorrow. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, we had been planning this trip for, for a couple months now. And I was the only one that's going to be doing a client visit. Um, and so, you know, my boss just didn't ask any questions. He just said, okay, Nat, I got it. Um, I'll cancel all your travel arrangements and then I'll, I'll let the client know. So at that point, I just, I didn't even know what to do. Um, I just packed up my, my stuff and then I start to drive home and on the drive home, you know, my mind just had gone all over the place. Right. Like I I was like, what the hell is lymphoma? Like, I, I don't know what that means. Um, am I going to die? Right. Um, what is chemo? Like, like how, uh, like, you know, that was such a powerful moment, man. Um, the, the, the realization of your own mortality is so, 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 so powerful because prior to getting the scan, um, I've been talking to my wife and she, you know, uh, so the past couple of days, uh, uh the couple of days kind of prior to that, um, I was like, Hey, look, we don't know for sure yet. We don't know what the plan is. You know, if this was a false alarm, this would be basically the biggest blessing that we've ever gotten so um anyway on the drive home you know uh, my my mother-in-law had actually come into town because um well she lives in san francisco and 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 and, uh um i was going to be away and you know it was she had some time off so she was going to come and visit my wife and and her grandson um while i was gone so that you know my wife could get some help as well so um we got home and and they were already there just kind of you know playing and, and getting ready for dinner um at home and so I got home. I just said hi to everyone. and I asked my wife, I was like, hey, can I talk to you? You know, and, and um, we had been arguing about some, something stupid as per usual uh, prior to that moment or, or that day. Um, but I, I, we got into a room. And I just told her and she just started crying, you know, and, and I was trying to keep it together. Um, and, you know, my mother-in-law came in, my son came in. And, you know, we were just all kind of in shock and didn't know what to do. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, that's, that's just kind of the initial, um, message that I had gotten. Um, and, you know, from that point, all the way up to when I even first was going to get treatment, I mean, it was probably about three weeks and those three weeks were just torture, you know, um, you know, I I know Mike, like your message is a lot about, you know, kind of being resilient, right. Um, you, you, you're an advocate for, you know, um, uh, mental strength as well as, as, as physical strength, like being able to, to defend yourself from a physical aspect also from a mental perspective. Right. So, you know, and and I, I, definitely share, um, similar philosophy in that sense. So the struggle was, was definitely real. Um, uh, and, And, uh, you know, kind of the wait for further testing and all that stuff, you know, I've had many nights where I basically just, you know, walked into my closet, sat down, just curled up and just, you know, let emotions kind of take over. Um, But then I think it's gotten to the point where, all right, I'd gotten the biopsy done. Doctor said, okay, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. And that was when, you know, I started to um, feel a little bit better, a little bit more optimistic um, because having a plan to me is at least, you know, um, something that I can focus my mind on, right? You don't have a plan of action. It's like you just feel helpless and you, you, you feel lost. So, yeah, once we had a plan, um, I, I think mentally I was in a better place. So,
0: right, right. And I just want to, I don't mean to cut you off because I really am taking I'm really taking notes on everything you're saying, and I really want everybody to listen to what Nat is saying because, and I don't mean this lightly. I don't say this about a lot of people. I don't I don't use this word a, a kind of a in a, in a very uh, kind of joking way. I don't give this away for free. Nat is a warrior, and I mean that in. Every sense of the word, because what I'm hearing here is a man who not only embraces physical strength, but what struck me about what you were saying was the moment you got that news at the office, you didn't think about yourself. You were thinking about your wife and your son, and you and I are very similar in the sense because we have uh, my boys three years old. He's going on four. He's just right behind your son in age um and if i'm not mistaken i think our wives actually know each other even before we knew each other i i, I think that's the case right that is that's uh, right
1: that's why she did mention that yeah
0: right right so she, yeah we um our, our wives i think they went to school together which is crazy how our our paths have intertwined um and so uh I, i'm listening to your story and i man you in every sense of the word our warrior you think about your family before yourself you embrace the plan so without the plan, everything seems a little bit haywire, but the moment you heard of a plan, you said, okay, now I have a course of action. I think that, uh, that fitness and martial arts guys have that in common, even though our skill sets tend to be a little different because of the physical nature and the rigorous nature of what we do, when we see a formula, right? When we see a plan, when we see a map where we're supposed to go, our brains go immediately to that. So whether you're trying to deadlift 500 pounds, whether you're trying to you know, uh, fight someone who may seem out of your league, so to speak... Um, you, have a, you have a plan, you have a formula. So I, want, I really want to commend Nat. And again, I'm not doing this to make him feel good. That's why I'm saying this as a, as, as, a, uh, as a person who's met a lot of people, especially through this podcast, especially in the time I've moved here to Texas. Nat's attitude is that of a warrior. Um, his attitude echoes that of a person who puts his family above himself, a person who wants to tackle this. Because I'll be completely honest. If I were in your position... The first thing that would go to my head, aside from my wife and kid, is that death, right? Because you don't hear that and think you don't think And here's the thing. Nothing. And correct me if I'm wrong. um, When you hear that news, you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about politics. You're not thinking about your mortgage. You're not thinking about all these things that we think are important. Mm hmm. Right. We're thinking about what really matters. And in that yep. moment, it be, it really became very, very clear. Um, and, you know, I, I have an idea. I, I, I've i been through certain experiences lately where I've understood what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want to commend you for being so vulnerable. Um, and if, if through that vulnerability, there's a strength because I know that there's people listening to this who are going through something similar to you. Um, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm letting you know right now that... Um, I've gone through similar challenges, not in your particular shoes, but I've had loved ones, um, mm-hmm. you know, go through similar things. And it's hard for the individual going through it. But the strength of your wife and the strength of your mother-in-law, the strength of your son, even though he's so young, he might not even realize how strong he is. Mm-hmm. But he's learning from you. Yeah. He's seeing your example because yeah. you are going through the way you said it was that concept of your own mortality. We don't think about that. We don't, we, we're so concerned about if you go on social media right now, it's a good thing that you're not active on social media because yeah, if, you were, yeah. if you've gotten even a glimpse or spoken to anybody who's active on social media, you'll know that it's not a gr- very good place to be. It's very negative. Everyone's arguing about the oh. nonsense, but things that seem important uh, before right. that type of message that you got that day uh, in the office yeah. is not, it's, uh, it, 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 it's terrifying, but it also mm. makes everything. Uh, strikingly clear, am I correct in saying that is it fair to say
1: you're you're spot on man um, you know I think a lot of us are, are very guilty of this, and we wait for things to happen and, and put life in perspective for us right and and you know we have so many distractions in our lives so so you're you're absolutely spot on you know uh, thanks for thanks for calling me a worry you know i, I think uh, um, yeah I, that's not the first thing that I would think of. Um, but, you know, no, I really, really appreciate the, the, those kind words. And, you know, um, you touched on a lot of points that I, I would like to expand on at some point. Sure. Um, but, but the number one thing is when you said uh, your first thought, you know, besides your wife and your son would be, would be death, like dying, right? And I've come to realize very quickly that, you know, dying is easy. Like, think about that. Dying is really, really easy because the person who's dying will just basically drop dead and not, to just eventually disappear, right? But the most difficult part are, are, are within this, the survivors. So if I didn't make it, it, was, it it's easy for me. But it's hard for my wife, and it's hard for my son, who would be moving on, right? Who 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 would be you know living the rest of their lives without a husband and a father, right? So you know, I I think I think we all need to kind of think about that, right? And and and, and you know, I think fatherhood for me, um, you know, and and it was really really. Uh, another pivotal point um, where I really struggled as a father in the first year because I've always been very independent. I've always been very, very focused on just myself. Needless to say, I, I you know, I was pretty selfish and um, you know, I, I, I recognize that uh, and, and, and to have someone in my life, you know, being my son and my wife, um, and, it I just kind of turned into this completely different person where I'm just calmer I'm just not you know all right I have to be kind of the logical one I have to be you know I have to have to be you know kind of the the anchor and 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 the rock for this family you know um and all of that stuff you know um I, I I don't think um I don't feel like I'm a warrior because Throughout this whole journey, I mean, there were so many, so many moments where I felt weak. All
0: right, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. yeah. I want to interrupt that because I'm, I'm stay, I have to stay, I'm explain what, what a warrior means because yeah. and I, I'm going to say it again to my listeners. Nat is a warrior, and I want you to take notes on what he is saying here. A lot of our concept of a warrior in our society today is different than what it actually meant, Right and a lot of people feel the same way you do and I don't blame you for feeling the same way you do because even I feel weird saying that about myself like I've had people call me that and I'm like no I'm you know I I don't see myself in that light but we let's Mm -hmm. define what a warrior is for the audience as well as for you because I'm so inspired and so motivated by what you're saying like I usually don't start off Saturday mornings on this kind of hyped up like inspiration because i don't talk to people like you like you're seriously inspiring me right now so let me break down what a warrior is so a lot of times we feel a warrior is a combatant and oftentimes that's where that's where it started from so if you look at history the warrior class the warriors of and i'm not talking specifically a filipino or thai warrior class but japanese samurai the spartans uh the zulu warriors in africa uh the apache all of these warriors had something in common. They all had different cultures, different re- religions and different belief systems and different even weaponry. But the thing that made them warriors was their ability to one, stay calm, right? And it doesn't mean that they were calm all the time. It just meant that in the midst of the battle, they were able to focus on the plan, right? What was the, what was the objective? What was the mission, right? So there's this idea of there's a, there, there is a plan, there's an objective, there's a mission. And from what you're telling me, and I think powerlifters have this uh, this mindset because there's there's it's new, it's numeric right like this amount of weight it's very black and white so you're operating in a very objective space right even in this entire uh, life and death situation you're, you're focusing on that the second thing I would say is that again you're not thinking about just yourself warriors are not thinking about themselves every true warrior that I've met and they. Every true warrior has not been a fighter or a combatant. And I want to make that very, very clear. You know, and there's a Native American um, concept. I, and uh, forgive my, uh, forgive me, my listeners, I don't remember exactly which tribe, but there's a concept of the warrior being a person who has overcome great struggle. So women who gave birth in certain Native American tribes were revered as warriors because they had to overcome pain and struggle. Um, in other... Uh, systems and other, and the warrior mindset, the warrior spirit is not limited to people in the military. It's not limited to people in law enforcement. It's not limited to martial artists or black belts or MMA fighters or who, what have you. It's, it, it's, a, it's an attitude. It's a it's, it's something that you adopt because right now, Nat, you are fighting. You're fighting something. Your family is fighting with you in this thing. And because of that, I view you as a warrior and I highly believe anyone listening to this podcast would agree with me in that because a lot of people don't see uh, people going through a cancer or, uh, or disease as warriors because we associate warriors with some kind of physical strength. And by the way, you just got out of a workout. <laughs> so I, <didn't> even, <laughs> I was going to get a workout in this morning. I didn't get a chance to. So you beat me to it. You got in a strength workout and there's so many people making excuses why they can't work out and you're getting after it, right? So that's already a warrior attitude right there. So in the midst of what seems to be pain and chaos and turmoil, you're still living your life. And you don't seem to me to be a person. Again, we spoke about it, like when you hear that word, cancer, lymphoma, when you hear those terms, the first thing that comes to your mind is death. But the thing that I'm hearing about you, my friend, you're speaking. I'm not dying from I'm living. I'm sort of I'm fighting through this. I'm working through this. And that is the true mark of a warrior. The battlefield right now in front of you, as far as I can see, is this disease that you are pushing yourself through. And most people, uh-huh. I've met some really tough guys in my life, man, and I don't know if they would have had the same kind of resilience that you have right now. So that, that, that's, what, that's what a warrior means to me. So, again, I don't mean to cut you off, but, uh-huh. like, man, you got to – yeah, you no. are that guy. You are that guy.
1: Thanks, man. You know, and, 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 um, uh, I really appreciate again, kind of the, the, your kind words. Um, I, you know, I try, I think, I think humility is, is really important in in life and should be, you know, um, a big part of someone's character. So without trying to, you know, focus on that and feeding my own ego, if you will, um, I, I, again, you know, um, not to disregard, um, you know, or not saying that I'm, I'm not appreciative of, of, of your kind words, uh, I think I always look at myself as like, you know, what can I do better? Of course. Because, you know, um, one thing that, 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 that really uh, struck me throughout this entire thing, there was one particular moment where I was driving home from the hospital and I was getting, you know, um, some blood work done, I guess, I I think. And um, my wife was busy and and she had, you know, so she couldn't be with me. So I I was like, that's fine. I'll go get, I'll I'll go do it by myself. And so um, on the drive home, you know, it was just a normal day. But for some reason, I just started to look around and I was like, all these people driving around me, they have no idea what I'm going through, right? But life just goes on. And and again, to kind of reflect that upon myself, it's like I have no idea what they're going through. You know? So like we're all so quick to to judge. Um, you know, so I think that was another kind of, you know, realization uh for uh for for me um in really trying to understand like people and, and, and just you know, another perspective, right? Um so you know, and, and that kind of takes me to um, one of the things that I wanted to share is is that, you know, I think a part of me, uh, and, th- and this is just kind of based on my personality as well, is that I grew up, man, you know, and I was never really the strongest, fastest guy, not the most popular, not the smartest. I've always tried. And I always kind of wanted to be cool and and, and all of that stuff. Um, but in a way, you know, I felt like I was, I was just kind of a wimp, you know, um, I'd never really, uh, um, had any real goals. I just wanted to like fit in, you know? Um, so growing up, I felt like I never really, um, found my, my identity, you know? So, um, so I, I think as I grew up and, you know, um, uh, got married and, and have a kid, like I, like being, being selfless is like, it's not just worrying about other people, but to me, it's, you know, I don't, I don't like putting my, my, my burden on others. Like, I mean, to be real, like cancel was just my problem. So, you know, it's not, that's, that's also one of the reasons why I didn't really share this story with anyone, um, you know, outside of my, my immediate circle, basically. So, you know, I, I just didn't feel the need to go out there again. And I'm not saying like, you know, I know people share on Facebook and, and Instagram, you know, when they go through hard times and things like that, and that's a part of how they, um, they handle those, those, those situations. Right. Um, but to me, I feel like I just, I'll just keep it to myself because what does that solve for me? Um. By telling people that, oh, man, I'm I'm going through cancer and it's just really hard right now. So let me just announce it to the world. Um, I was like, OK, well, what's that going to do? Nothing, you know, besides just making someone feel bad for me or making someone like worry about me. Right. So I was just like, you know what? Forget it. I- I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go through this. And then, um, you know, gotten to a point where I was like, you know what? Eventually, I'll probably share it. And I'll share it not for, you know, just, just to, I just want people to be able to see because this is not something that people will get to experience. And I don't want people to actually go through this. Right. So, um, I feel like I'm happy to take one for the team and share that experience with and with, with them. Um, there's so many life lessons that comes with this, with this journey of mine. Um, you know, family relationships, like work, you know, mental health, you know, PTSD, like all of that, right? So, um, you know, I, I this is why I wanted to kind of get on your platform and and share um, because I was inspired by by a friend of uh, of ours, um, uh, you know, my wife's uh, closest friend, one one of my wife's uh, closest friend. Um, you know, was recently diagnosed with breast cancer at the same time she found out that she was pregnant. And just, just saying again that out loud, I mean, just gave me chills because I could never imagine, right? And, 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 and you know, um, but anyway, they, they reached out because they knew that we were going through, um, I was kind of, you know, going through the last uh, cycles of my, my chemo So they reached out and, um, you know, we connected and I just shared kind of my experience and, you know, felt that um, felt that it was a great help for them. So that's why I wanted to be on 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 your podcast. Um, You know, in in her case, it was even harder for us to even get through because I was just I was even more emotional, I I guess, than than my, my wife was when we were talking to them. Of course, because. Because her friend um, you know, her, and, and her husband, I mean, her husband was not the one that was diagnosed with cancer, and he was not the one that was carrying the baby. So I was trying to put myself in his shoes, and I was just like, holy cow, like, you're carrying so much weight right now. Like, I, I, I don't, I can't even imagine, you know, like being the one that's going through this, like, I'll go through this, I'll go through chemo 10 times before my wife and my son would have to even get a glimpse of, of you know, what it's really like, you know? hundred percent. So, you know, again, um, you know, I'm just trying to really, really just, just share the story and, and share, you know, um, what, what some people may be going through. Um, if you know someone who's going through, you know, a cancer journey, um, You know, just really trying to understand um, kind of the physical and the mental aspect of it is is going to be a great help for that. I
0: agree 100%. And I really appreciate you saying all that, Nat. And I really do want to, because I'm learning from you. As I'm I'm listening to you, I'm actually learning from you. You're teaching me so much right now. And I thank you sincerely for that. Um, I am very curious because most people, again, in this situation, they just crumble. They don't know how to handle it. And I'm not speaking about just the people going through the, the, the condition or the disease, but the people around them. But from what I'm gathering from you, you've seemed to maintain a sense of uh, consistency in your fitness. You're working out, right? When we first spoke about this interview and you reached out to me saying, hey, let's do this interview. You said, I- I'm working out early in the morning anyway. Uh, so let's talk then. I'm telling you, I don't know many yeah. people, you know, whether they have a disease, like cancer or not. That are getting after it yeah. early on a Saturday. Um, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. So, what in, in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this pain and all of this uncertainty and all of these things, what have you and your family done to maintain a state of positivity and I guess you could say uh-huh. normalcy in this? And uh-huh. what are you doing for your mental health as well as your physical health right now to make it to fight yep. through this?
1: I mean, is there a direct correlation? Physical and men- with with physical and mental health, right? And you, and you know that. Um, I think to me, I really, you know, I, I I've always been. Well, I don't want to say I've always been, but but for the past, I'd probably say you know, uh, seven eight years or close to ten, I'd been a gym rat, right? So you know, I, I really took my time to really kind of study and and you know, eventually um, got my cert and become a coach, but anyway uh my my every coach needs a coach but that's again that's also another another topic um but i really uh made myself commit to my workout program um because again that's that was my my sense of normalcy right and it it the gym is my 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 sanctuary that's like my meditation right so so when I feel good, like physically, like mentally, I just feel like I can run through a freaking wall. So, you know, um, I, I told myself that that um, as I'm going through a chemo, I will be in the gym. And um, yeah, as, as long as my, my body uh, kind of allows me to. Um, and it's the only place where I feel like I can make progress and as I work, as I was, you know, training and, and working out, um, I just felt like, you know, like I, I'm fighting through something, right? Because chemo is 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 really is really powerful. It's it's strong, you know. Um, different types of, of chemo drugs, uh, we we can touch on that later. Um, you know, with, with what what drugs I was prescribed with um, for for chemotherapy. But chemo is, I mean, it's, it's just like what you see in the movies, right? It, it's, it's, it's like rat poison, you know, it's like, it, it tries to kill you, you know, and, and it tries to kill the disease and, but you just have to try to stay alive kind of thing. Um, so being in the gym for me was a way for me to physically like fight through the disease. It's the only thing that I feel I can control because when I'm in that chemo chair, and i get 4 hours of drugs like just you know pumping into my veins there's nothing i could do i just all i could do was just sit there you know um half the time i'm just like knocked out um but but being in the gym to me was 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 absolutely uh critical because again you know from a mental aspect um that's that's how I know that I was still alive.
0: Check understood. <laughs> and so I'm really curious as to, and I'm, I'm speaking just purely from a martial arts fitness standpoint, because I'm sure my listeners have a similar interest. How have your workouts had to adjust or modify or change through chemotherapy? Because, like you're saying, yeah. it's a it's a it, it's tough on the body. What? do yep. people in your position do when they're experiencing yeah. that kind of physical difficulty with chemotherapy and how have your workouts might be perhaps modified or adjusted based on that?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I was, so I had to step away from working at the FitSmith right. As soon as I got diagnosed because um, I just don't know what each day is going to be like when I wake up. But, um, you know, again, shout out to Max and um, he's, He's been there for me throughout this whole thing, you know, uh, one one of the best people to be around, Um, but he's also my coach, right, and um, we had talked about, okay, what can we do to make sure that I don't lose my strength, so he basically just worked up a program for me to follow where, um, you know, just kind of based on how I'm feeling, you know, I can uh, add or subtract, but there's, there's, um, there's a set of routine that we would, you know, would follow, right? Like, like, you know, you can go through the normal push and pull split and, and stuff like that. But, um, but he put together something that was, you know, all right, let's focus on the big movement. We'll work accessories around it and, and condition, um, conditioning to add, uh, my doctor was also recommending me to run, which I hated, but you know, I, I tried to do as much as I could. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, I think, um, so, so I'll, I'll talk a little about, about my, my chemo experience because it ties into, to my workout routine. Um, I was getting, uh, I was getting chemo every 15 days, um, for, so, that's a, to- a total of 12 rounds over the course of just a little bit around six months. And the day you get chemo, you go home, you just try to recover. And to me, it was around three to four days where I started to feel like I can do normal things because I go home and I'm pretty much a vegetable for the next three days. Um, so on the fourth or the fifth day, I try to get a run in because I start to like, all right, Let's just, let's just kind of, you know, start this engine, right? Um, let's get some cardio in and um, all right, I start to like feel better, you know, kind of um, uh, boosting my like central nervous system a little bit. And then the next day I generally feel better. So I'll go right into strength. Um, I sit the strength part and I try to hit, you know, the big lifts, right? The, you know, squat bench, deadlift, right? Uh, um powerlifting uh method in a way um so that for the next however many days until the next uh round of chemo so that's how I've always dealt with it um because I know that basically I have to have like a 5 day rest and for any workout program you don't really have a five day of quote-unquote rest right even if you're on a deload like you're not really resting so um you know five days of rest and then just go and try to hit it as hard as I could um and then let myself be a vegetable for a few days and then kind of go back at it again so that was how um you know max had kind of helped me through through uh, um, my training
0: Nice. And yeah, because again, guys, if you are hearing what Nat is saying, again, that warrior attitude, you know, it's not about being able to do everything, right? I'm sure, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure there's a side of you going through that entire process, thinking to yourself, man, I wish I could just do the things I used to do. But what I'm really finding powerful and inspiring from what you're telling me is that, listen, I may not be able to do everything the way I used to, but I'm going to do everything I can with what I got to maintain that Mm -hmm. consistency. And again, I think a lot of us were waiting on so many people and I've gone through this myself. So many people are waiting for the time to be perfect, to be right, everything to have the ideal conditions, the ideal situation. You know, I'm sure you experienced this too, when you had a son for the, you know, when he was first born, you know, like you're saying, I'm very independent in that sense too. Like I I run a business. I'm a martial artist. I just want to get after it. And then I have to find a way, like, how am I going to work out today? Cause my son's, you know, and a lot of people fall off the fitness wagon. They fall off the training martial arts wagon because, of, a, of situations in life. But from what I'm seeing from you, my friend, you are saying, listen, I may not be able to do everything the same way, but I'm going to do everything I can to do what I can.
1: That's yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's fitness is important to me. Right. Um, and, and And we only have 24 hours in a day. So, you know, we have to prioritize according to our core values. Right. Like if I know that me sacrificing a little bit of sleep so that I can go and work out, you know, and, 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 and do what I enjoy, like, okay, that's fine. Like, I haven't really sat down and binge on a, sh- a Netflix show for probably the last four years. So, but that's the choice that I make. Because to me, like, binging on a show, <laughs> to, me- to me, it doesn't really do anything for me you know um i just i just prefer to be in the gym and, and 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 that's it and that's not to 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 shame anyone right but it's also just to like hey we all prioritize according to what we want
0: 100% 100% and i think that's again it's it's it, when things go kind of busy right or get things get hazier or, or hectic I don't think anyone's life can be as hectic as when you got that news, right? And the thing is, you're still maintaining who you are, right? As a person, you're maintaining who you are as a fitness guy, as a power lifter. And now I can hear your son in the back, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) Yes,
1: he just, he just woke up. So he walks into the office. There you go.
0: Yeah, no, I know what that's like, too. Like (laughs) my my little guys downstairs right now. So I totally understand that. Um, Let's talk about your family because they're a key part of this story. And again, I, I'm very curious um, as to how your wife and son and yourself, how you're maintaining a sense of normalcy and, and, and positivity. Is there anything that you guys do to keep your spirits up? Is there anything that you guys do to keep your minds in the right frame of mind? Because obviously, like we you spoke about earlier, mental fortitude and mental toughness are important, but also that mental health, having something positive, like you have the gym, having something positive mm-hmm. to hold on to. What is that for you and your family
1: yeah, i mean we we're you know we're a creature of habits, right, and um accepting the fact that cancer was a, was was just a part of my life and, and getting treatment was just a part of my life, we just built that into our routine I mean, you know sad to say it was it was a part of our life, right so you know w- with that said and and when do when you accept that that is the fact you kind of work everything else around it. And, and you, you, you make sure that, you know, you're still able to like go for a walk and do family things and, and whatnot. I mean, like we traveled, you know um, we went to San Francisco when, when um, I was in the middle of my treatment. Um, And so, you know, we try to make sure that we know that, Hey, like life still goes on. So, there was not really anything specific that we, that we had like done um, to give us a sense of normalcy. We just accepted the fact that, Hey, this is normal. So for me um, that made it, you know, it definitely wasn't easy, but it was just, it just kind of made it, you know, a part of, a part of life, you know? Um, um, and, and you, you, you said this earlier on as well is that, you know, it's not just me that's going through this, right? It's my son and, and, and my wife as well. And, you know, they they are, um, like, my son knows exactly what's going on. Um, and, and So, you know, he's strong in that sense of being able to understand, like, hey, uh, you know, like, Papa's not going to be able to play with you today, you know, um, so you're going to have to kind of be independent and, and, and whatever. And my wife, man, you know, um, she's the real MVP of of this family, uh, keeping everything together, like, you know, making sure I'm, I'm fed where I'm, you know, I'm just laying in bed and cleaning the house and, you know, being a stay at home mom is already, is already hard, but, um, trying to deal with, you know, a toddler and, and, and a sick husband. Um, I, man, that's, that's the hard part. Going through chemo is, is, is not as hard as that. I can say 100% you.
0: and you know our wives and I we got to shout out to the wives because they don't get enough of a shout out on these these podcasts you know our, I think our wives and I I've not met your wife but she seems to me to be very similar to my wife in that she holds it down in the middle of chaos she's holding it down and it's so important that y- young men and I come across a lot of young men who are reluctant get married um who are reluctant to have have a relationship because of all you know the potential difficulties and the challenges but the one thing i will say is that marriage is this constant in our life and i i'm sure you would agree Mm -hmm. with me and when we're going through things it's usually the wife that holds it down i make a joke i i I joke with my students all the time i'm like the toughest woman the toughest person in this house is not a martial artist (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah you know? the, yeah you're not right, wrong
0: right because she, she can hold it down i mean i can i am I, I love to fight i love to train i i do a lot of very challenging physical things spiritual things uh, mental things but my wife man i she can handle a toddler she can do things for my toddler that i don't understand how she's doing she's doing some jedi stuff calming them down in the midst of <laughs> yeah. chaos like, so we got a shout out to the wives and so how is your speaking of marriage and I, again this is something i really want to hammer on how has your marriage in some way has it benefited from this experience? Has it given you both perspective? Has it strengthened your marriage and I'm very curious as to that
1: um, It has taken a lot of toll on our marriage um, and, and this is to be to be very yeah. frank um, and, you know there were a lot of external factors as well, uh, like us having them to, to move, and we were you know just this thing was was really um, amplifying all the other underlying problems that we had, um, just like any other married couples. But I think that we are in a place now where, yes, like, it's really had to strengthen us. Um, we... I, I still feel like marriage is just, you know, is... Is something you have to constantly put work in, right? Like we don't put work in it's, you know, and you're not going to have a perfect marriage. Um, so, but, but coming out of this, I, I definitely feel that, um, we, we understand each other a lot better. Um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, I think it was in a way, um, like a training experience for, for us um, to become, you know, mentally stronger. Um, Yeah. I mean. Right on,
0: right on hundred percent. And so you're, and you and I, again, we're both dads, our boys are in the same age group. And so your, your son and I want, and I'm, I'm sure my audience would understand this as well. I believe your son is learning from you in this. He's seeing your example in this. He's seeing that, you know, uh papa is not feeling well but guess what in a few days he's gonna deadlift <laughs> he's gonna go run <laughs> and there's this, there's this yeah. whole notion that dads are supposed to have the dad bod and be lazy and crack a beer and just sit out and binge on netflix or play video games all day but you're not that kind of person and i think you and i connect on that level in that sense we are i'm not this one to, i'm not one to binge watch a show either i want to get after it i want to train i want to get after my goals so your son yeah. what do you feel because here's the thing brother Your, your son's going to listen to this interview and he's going to be listening to this one day and he's going to be older and more wise to what's, you know, what, what you've been going through. What do you want your son to take away from all this?
1: I, you know, that's funny. You said that, um, that was actually one of the main reasons why I wanted to get on your shows because man, like I, I really just want to have a, a, a place for, for, for this conversation to be just out there. And when I'm not around, you know, my son can hit the replay button and he could just see um, what I had and understand maybe, you know, in different times, uh, what, what I, what I have gone through. And so what I want him to get out of this is, is not, is to just listen and to, to listen to this and have, this story be a reminder of, you know, things to really put in perspective. Um, I, I think that's just really the most important part for me. This is not to show him that, oh, you know, Papa was uh, strong and, 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 and he was going through this and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was weak and I felt weak. And and that was the that was just a fact, but what i but you know the thing that he should be getting out of this was how how to deal with 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 hardships you know how to deal with you know the difficult situations right physical mental you know um uh, or anything that he might be going through in the future um, you know have 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 the mental strength to overcome adversity and, and by just kind of listening to, you know, the story, um, hopefully, and I'm, uh, ho- hopefully it'll, it'll just kind of give him, you know, uh, a boost of, of confidence that he can, he can get through whatever he's going through.
0: hundred percent, man. <clears> hundred percent. <throat> and I think that's what you're, what you're telling him, what you're teaching him is something that, no one else will ever teach him i mean there's going to be maybe a sports coach that can coach him how to overcome challenges on the football field or whatever but like to overcome cancer to overcome and work through that i no one else is going to be able to teach him that lesson so uh what's your son's name
1: maxwell we call him mj all
0: right so maxwell you will be listening to this and listen to your dad's voice okay this is huge this is huge. And this is going to be a huge part of his life story as well as yours. So I want to close out. And I know you're not active on social media. Typically, when I end these interviews, I usually ask, hey, well, how can these people find you? How can these people get in touch with you and mm-hmm. support you? But what I'm going to ask you is that you're not really active on social media, which I personally believe I'll speak to you off, off the call. <laughs> off this. I think that needs to change because people, more people need to hear your story, brother. I think more people need to hear what you're, what you're saying. Uh, But that's another conversation. We'll have the conversation on (laughs) there. What what can we do as listeners to better understand and help individuals in your position that we may know? And what can a person do if, you know, they were diagnosed with this, right? If an adult was diagnosed with this and they had a family as well, what advice would you give them?
1: So um, if anyone ever wanted to, just kind of talk through some of the things that they're going through, you know, with that's related to cancer or anything like that. Um, Please like, feel free to, to, to reach out to me. I'm I'm happy to be, to be a resource, to be, you know, just an ear to listen to. Um, But I think the most important thing is for someone going through this or someone who knows, especially someone, if you know someone who's going through this, the best thing to do is to listen because everyone's going through a different and, and very unique experience, right? Like, you know, I've gone through this, but I was also dealing with other things. And I'm sure, you know, other people like like our friend who was, you know, going through cancer, but she was going, also going through a pregnancy. So the most important thing for, um, for someone to do is really listen, because you're not you don't have to be there and just try to encourage someone, right? Like, you you can do that by just listening. You can do that by just asking people like how they're doing. The consistency, you know, um, is is really really encouraging and it's really powerful. Um, so there's nothing. It is some. It's it's so simple, right? Like you know, and and without getting even you know, political with, with, um, with things that are going on right now with the, you know, um, racial injustice and things like that. It's like, you just have to take the time to like educate and listen. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you ask questions and then you just, you know, be present, like sometimes understanding, um, Understanding the impact of your actions is more important than trying to convey your intention. If that makes sense.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Thank you so much for that. And uh, what would you what advice? Would you give somebody who is who went through your position? Maybe they're a, maybe they're a father and they went through something like you. What message would you have for that person who got that feeling, who got that news, and they feel like buckling at yeah. the knees? What advice would you give them?
1: You're not alone, number 1. Know that you're not alone. You know, people around you are fighting with you. So, number 1 is to to make them be a part of your of your journey. Um and two um remind yourself why you're fighting. Like who you're fighting for. Right? Again, dying is easy. I don't want to make my son's life harder by dying. So, you know, I just, I'll do the best I can to, to, to keep fighting. And, you know, um, for someone who's going through this, like, it's not easy. Accept the fact that it's not easy. But you, you're, you're going to get through it one way or another.
0: Brother, thank you so much for that. That was powerful. And I know you got a little boy to look after. I know you got a day to get after, brother. So thank you so much for taking the time with me to discuss your story and to inspire so many people. This, and I'm not saying this lightly, this is probably going to be to, the, to date my most powerful episode because it truly is a person who's battling something in real time and is keeping up the fight. We talk about resilience. We talk about mental fortitude and all these things, but you're living it. And I thank you and I commend you for that. And I definitely look forward to seeing you pushing through this. And we definitely got to get together, get the wives together. We'll make a day of it.
1: For sure. For sure. Again, you know, I I do um, want to thank you for the opportunity to share. Um, And, you know, again, man, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, You're doing a great thing. Um, The passion comes through. And, you know, um, keep rocking, man. Same to you, my friend. Same to you.
0: All right, guys, So I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Nat. Again, powerful episode, powerful interview. Regardless of what you're going through in your life, no matter how hard things seem right now, try to take the lessons that Nat put out there and some of the topics we discussed and try to apply it to your own life. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Take care, God bless, and be the hero in your life.